0: and welcome to another episode of the On Podcast, brought to you in part by OMM Outfitters in the Eagle Lake sporting camps of Eagle Lake, Maine. As always, it's me, your host, Chris Richards. We're sitting down on a cold early January day, 2024, here in Herman, Maine, down in the man cave at my humble abode. I'm joined by Mr. Ken Mayo. Good morning. Good morning. And new to the podcast, special guest, my brother's brother-in-law, Mike Sargent from down east Maine, Sergeant Precision Taxidermy, and uh, going to sit down, we're going to talk a little moose hunting, Mike's going to share some, some stories about a DIY Alaskan moose hunt him and his buddy went on, they planned it, they went, they had the adventure, and um, Success and challenges,
1: indeed, definitely,
0: and um, and so we're going to get into that. Maybe hear a little, a little, uh, some funny stories because I'll tell you we've been talking for. We were supposed to start this at eight thirty this morning, and it's ten o'clock. So, we, <laughs> pretty classic. <laughs> the uh, moose hunt podcast after hours, I guess, conversation <laughs> or non politically correct convo. We had to get that out of the way before we uh, recorded for our family-friendly show. Um, But uh, we've we've been sharing some ridiculousness. So anyway, Kenny, Mike, thank you for joining me.
1: I'm an honor to be here. Thank you so much.
0: (laughs) So it was really cool to hear. I know Mike's a listener um, that the the, uh, podcast has been supporting you through your taxidermy efforts lately.
1: Oh, it's been just keeping me motivated, fired up. Uh, sitting there working on my hides, getting ready for the next batch of whitetails to go through the shop, and yeah, it's just been fun to listen to all the stories and get me fired up for next year. And so you get to meet Kenny, today. I know, yeah, the legend, really awesome. <laughs> it's like, put a face to the name. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. great, you know, great,
0: yeah, the one and only. <laughs> so I have to ask: We just went through Christmas, then yep. uh, New Year's.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Was Santa good to you? And are there any New Year's resolutions?
1: I would say he was very good to us this year. You know, Mm -hmm. we are all healthy. Yep. We got through the holiday without any craziness. No, no no (laughs) major drama. Um, You know, we got some good hunting gear for next year. There you go. My fiance is a big hunter and she shot her first buck on her own this year. Wow. That was awesome. So we got her rigged up with some more gear and, and uh, yeah, so it was, it was awesome. Nice to have the whole family together. And then for resolutions, um, my goal is to get caught up on my taxidermy, number one, <laughs> number one. Get, yeah. get caught up, Yeah, and uh, get some more time in the woods this year. Mm. I really sacrificed a lot last year with my lobster fishing career and the taxidermy career to get everything kind of moving. We had a lot happen in 2023, yeah. Yeah. particularly for me and uh i want to get back into spending some time like but i used to when i was younger you mm-hmm. know I, prior to this i used to spend at least two to three weeks in the woods hunting just for whitetail. I'd spend another week or two for bird hunting and if i got a chance to do a moose hunt like we did like we're going to talk about today yeah i took it yeah and i just couldn't do it this last like two years right. so it's it's been pretty tough so hopefully get back at it and right really get Great. it out so right
0: so i got a question sidebar what did your uh, old lady shoot her moose her idea with?
1: She shot it with a three oh eight. Okay. Do not your <laughs> beloved six point five. I was <laughs> 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 You knew that. I, right? you know, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I had to, I had to yeah, ask.
0: Yeah. Well the funny thing is <laughs> so you know, I I joke about that rifle while I'm down uh, <clears throat> your grandmother's camp. Yep, that's right. This summer. Lake. Okay. yep. Yeah. Yeah. So we're down at uh, his grandmother's camp, and with my brother and sister-in-law, his sister, and uh, I brought my kids. My folks came down, yep. and uh, we start talking hunting. <clears throat> and he starts on and goes, "Man, I sh- I shot this buck, dude. I got to tell you, this six-five grade more. <laughs> yeah, I just smashed this thing, and I was like."
1: You just, I could watch his like the steam start <laughs> rolling off <them. laughs> and I knew <laughs> what I was saying. because like no, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> but I did I was like, oh, he's one of the good ones. Yeah. <laughs> uh,
0: <laughs> so so anyway, uh, yeah, that's funny. Mr. Mayo. Yes how sir. was Santa good to you? Yeah. How was your how was New Year's, New Year's resolutions. You know, it was a good, it was great. Uh, Santa was well, uh, blessed us, blessed the girls, blessed our family, and uh, it was awesome. Went down, spent some time in PA, which is always good. Uh, and now we're
2: back, looking for some ice. Really, <laughs> yeah, holy looking, moly! That? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we're looking, for,
0: we're looking for winter. Right? Yeah, yeah you know. looking
2: for winter. But uh, you know, New Year's resolutions, uh, bigger and better, right? Twenty twenty four.
0: I'm trying to get smaller and better. <laughs> <laughs> Every second counts. Yes. So, <laughs> nice. so Santa, Santa was pretty good. Yeah, here um, he was at least good to the kids. Mm-hmm. That's for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, no, I, I got some awesome gifts. I got some surprising gifts. Dude, my brother gave me a PlayStation 4. Wow. Sweet. There you go. Yeah, it's like the left field. Hey, yeah. <laughs> you know? And he's like, hey, you know, I got this. I'm, I'm going to give you this PlayStation 4. You know, I got these games on there from I know when you were young. I'm like, dude. Hell yeah. I haven't, I haven't gamed in
1: Best
2: nostalgia like, right there. <laughs> Bring I it back. Dude,
0: I haven't yeah. gamed seriously in like 20 years. Right. right. Or, or 18 years. Mm-hmm. So. It was kind of cool. I turned it on the other night and played, um, uh, the first, I don't know if people know this, but I played the first ever, uh like Resident Evil mm-hmm. game <laughs> no, yeah. you know like this epic graphics yes yeah <laughs> um, it was it's comical right mm-hmm. and what was so funny is as I played it I'm like I remember playing this and being scared <laughs> yeah <laughs> like, yeah like, it was a real you mm-hmm. know like a horror survival movie <laughs> yeah. or a game and I can remember playing it and being terrified mm-hmm. and I mm-hmm. played it the other night for a little bit and I was Chuckling, yeah, it's great, like, you know. The, <laughs> uh, <yeah. laughs> so, anyway, so that was pretty cool. Um, New Year's resolutions, you know, I'll tell you, um, in 23, I actually got really, really serious about like preseason training mm-hmm. for moose season, right. especially CrossFit, right? But yeah, uh, yeah, mm-hmm. I did CrossFit for a couple months, and I, no question, went into moose season in the best physical shape I have in years mm-hmm. and what a difference it made. Mm-hmm. It real, I mean, just, just in terms of the ability to not have a ton of sleep and keep things positive. If there were challenges and just go and go and go and go. And, uh, that because a couple of years ago I had two hunters that it, it looked as it didn't come to this, but I was worried that the physical limitation on our hunt was going to be me. Mm -hmm. Cause I had just, you know, living on cheese balls and Cheetos and they were like hyper in shape. Even the kid's old man dude, like lived on his Peloton. (laughs) (laughs) And I think they met me and were wondering, is this guy going to be able to go? I
1: uh,
0: I was able to go, but like, I'm like, this is never happening again. So I just, my big thing is just to continue on that trend and, and I will say I jump started my fitness weight loss journey um, with food poisoning New Year's Eve night. That'll do it. You know, that'll do it. Um, so spent you know a couple hours addressing Perfect. addressing yes. that
1: Your purge. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah.
0: <laughs> so we got a full you know? we got <laughs> a full reset. So I think there were some questionably cooked chicken wings at the holiday <laughs> <laughs> party.
1: Yeah,
2: so. uh,
0: yeah. you know, yeah. I thought I was having my last supper. You know, <laughs> yeah. before. before. Getting strict, and uh, anyways, that's how it was. So, so we're jumping in here. We're getting into the Alaska DIY Alaska moose hunt. You went two years ago? I th- two or three? I think it's yeah. three. Okay. Yeah, yeah
1: three, going on to the third. So
0: And so, how did this start? I mean, I think everyone just wants to go shoot a moose in Alaska. I don't know yeah. anyone who
1: hunts that doesn't. Yeah. Right. It's, it's one of those top bucket list things. It's a, you know, an iconic thing animal Mm -hmm. of north america anyway and to get the biggest baddest one you can get your hands on like you wouldn't want to do that (laughs) right um so for me and my friend bryce uh we do a lot of deer hunting together and stuff and we are kind of hemming and hawing over doing a big trip and we were talking about man we're gonna get married sometime like you know he had a little girl and like i was getting kind of serious and with my fiance that i have now and like you know i wanted like we just go for it like it's going to become a point where we're not going to be able to do this. Let's just go for it. Well, if you know anything about Alaska, there's two different types of opportunity for moose. You have over the counter tags and you have um, draw tags. Mm-hmm. The problem with over the counter tags is that you need to not only buy one, but you need to find a transporter or a guide for that area that's available to take you on that hunt. Yep. Hmm. And every single one we talked to was booked between two to five years out. Wow. It was just solidly booked. Just the demand. Yeah. And, you know, for what little, you know, if you know somebody, it's not that hard to get into that. Right. You can, you can get, you know, if you want to go this fall, I could hook you up, but for us at the time, we didn't have that, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, the next option was a draw tag, which is astronomically hard to get, like pulling one in Maine. Worse, worse. it's worse because there's okay. no points involved. Wow. It is complete yep. luck of the draw, and there is no you know, kidding. That, I don't know what how many people apply, but it's literally like over 100,000. Yeah, it's, it's phenomenal. Yeah, um, so we just applied for a bunch of stuff. We're like, you know, we, we did uh, oh, what is it, like the um, Roosevelt elk down on okay. Kodiak. And so, like, you want to go on a hunt? We want to do something out there, we just like let's just throw shit at the wall and see what sticks yep. and yep. just go for yep. it so we applied for a bunch of stuff. The uh, application date is the 15th of December, and they actually draw in February, which is nice. gives you a little bit of time to plan. Um, at the time, my friend Bryce is actually a merchant mariner. He was at sea, so I was the one who was going to wait for the draw results. And I'm, you know, uploading the, you know, go on the page and, like, you know, refresh, refresh, refresh. It crashes and, you know, oh, the whole yeah. thing. Oh, <laughs> yeah. I know that. And That's I'm, awesome. like, scrolling through, and I'm, like, you know, I've applied for the moose lottery in Maine, you know, my whole life. Never yep. got drawn. Mm-hmm. And so I didn't really have much anticipation of this. So I'm like refreshing and yeah, it yeah, loaded. And here we go, looking down through. Well, I didn't get my the ox tag or whatever. And just going through the list. And the last one's the ball. And it has a check mark by, you know, win or success. And I'm like, what does that mean? Like, I look at it again. I'm like, we drew a ball tag. <laughs> For this wow. zone, you know, that supposedly has like a near 100% success rate. Like like <laughs> yeah. whole like, – I couldn't believe it. I so was literally like,
0: in shock. Like, so, you didn't just pull when You pulled a great draw. A s- yeah.
1: stupid good draw.
2: <laughs> you won the lottery. Yeah,
1: won the lottery. <laughs> so, I'm like, well, like, well did, I just, did I just win it? So, I went and got Bryce's information because he sent it to me, loaded his stuff on. He drew one too. Wow. No way. No way that, that we just pulled this off. Doesn't So, happen. I call him uh, – I think it was on InReach, actually. I sent him a message. I'm like, we – actually won something like we won this tag so that's jump-started our you know the realization stepped in at that point it was like we got to get ready to go to alaska (laughs) on a moose hunt a diy moose hunt because not we have to figure out who's the transporters are for that zone or a guide right if we can get in there Mm. and start this process right off the bat um, we ran into some issues so we were part of a bunch of these hunting forums online, asking for information and so on. So we finally drew the tag, we put the tag information on the website and was like, "Is anyone hunted this before? Any information you can give us about transporters? This is what we want to do. Blah, blah, blah. The first response we always got was don't go. Hmm. Don't use the tag. And they were like, Why? I mean, this says an awesome success rate. That terrain looks amazing. You were then, you know, we actually fly. You can't fly into this one. You got to take a boat up in. Mm-hmm. But it was, you know, it seemed pretty doable. And we're like, yeah, don't go. Um, really? really? Straight up. Jeez. Do not go. This is what you're hearing for information. This is what they told us. And wow. we were like, oh, this is just some jerk. Right. Yeah, right. yeah, right. yeah. Right. We went through right. like four different sites and got personal messages from a variety of people. They told us the exact same thing. So and they talked about some awful stories of guys going up in there and getting like their boats vandalized, their meat soiled, or you know just stolen or whatever, just yeah. messed with. Wow! And I told Bryce, I'm like, dude, I'm gonna go to jail because I if I get down there and someone's messing with our skiff, I'm probably gonna shoot them. Like I come, I grew up in Down East, on the water. this I do things a little different. Bl- yeah. lobstermen
0: mm-hmm. don't, screw yeah, around. Yeah. don't don't <laughs> do that,
1: <laughs> you know. Yeah. So we hadn't hot and I'm like, I don't know, man, but while this is happening, we actually get contacted by a guy who's kind of like the middleman between transporters, guides and hunters.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And he's like, Hey, I know this isn't your zone that you drew from, but I have a guy that is a transporter in an over the tag zone. He has two guys back out. Great zone. It's a little different of a hunt than you wanted. It's still on a river, but it's not like a float style hunt. Yep. But he's got brand new gear, brand new everything. He's kind of like two years in or something. Great success rate. You know, and the prices were pretty reasonable. Mm-hmm. And you know, but we at this point, I'm actually in Idaho at a taxidermy school. This later, so so we're having to like line up all this like negotiations. And Bryce is in somewhere out in like Europe or something working. I don't know. He's so you're living,
0: but you were you were in the I was uh, in a truck camper, dude. Yeah, this this this, this cat this cat goes to taxidermy school. In a truck camper in the back of a twenty five hundred Cummins
1: diesel, nice. Yeah, yeah, drove across the country, spent go. two weeks in it, traveling, hiking, <laughs> yeah, and <laughs> spent two months in Idaho, like a Fast and Furious taxidermy school. <laughs> Load that thing, Right. I think I had like fourteen mounts, like half life size stuff. <laughs> drove across the country again, sleeping with my bobcat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. You know, awesome trip. Definitely recommend it. Yeah, but uh, yeah, so we we meet like we do like this phone call in Idaho about like going over some stuff. We have the transporter give us some uh oh some references. Mm-hmm. And he's like, look, I have a lot of guys lined up. If you want this, I'm gonna give you the week. But I need a deposit by the end of the week. Mm-hmm. So we get off the phone and I'm like, Bryce, I think this is our chance. Yep. I mean, it's we can get into one of these zones that's over the counter. It's guaranteed, you know, to get the tag anyway. And, you know, we just throw away that draw tag. It is what it is and let's we'll just go for it. So we send the money out and we set up for the first two weeks of September, or it's the first two weeks of the September hunt. Okay. So I think it's the 14th through the 28th or something we pay for. And, uh, so it's a 14 day hunt. Yeah. That was the, well, with them, I want to say it's three weeks, like the state's three weeks, but but you pay for how many days that transporter is going to be available to you. Mm -hmm. But we rented so much gear from him. We rented so much of the opportunity Mm -hmm. and, you know, that was part of the package. Okay. Okay. Um, for what we did on our DIY is, you know, we were going to bring everything, but we end up hooking up with this transporter that had the boat, the tent. He actually had a food package. Mm-hmm. He had, you know, basically everything we needed besides guns, sleeping attire, and your basic hunting gear. So okay. that's what we went with. Yeah, um, yeah. You don't have to do that. Um, it's the more expensive route to have someone bring it. But in this particular case, this guy actually starts at the lower Yukon and drives his boat, this 33-foot, like, jet craft vessel, up this river. And starts his transporting stuff way before the season starts with all Mm -hmm. the gear. Mm. So, if you plan ahead, you can get everything you want. And I mean anything you want um, to where you're going to hunt. To your campsite. Yeah. I'm talking gen sets this guy had. (laughs) And, like, multiple tents and water systems. Like, it was pretty incredible. Um, So, that's what we went with. And… You know, we get through the summer, you know, I'm practicing with my, my pack to like hiking up my little yeah, hill by yeah, my yeah. house, like, getting ready. Well,
0: dude, I'm telling you right now, to your point, yeah. we do that stuff. And I tell people all the time, if, especially in Maine, mm-hmm. we have a culture not quartering yeah. moose. Right. Mm-hmm. I'm like, if you've never put an 80, 100 pound load on your back yeah. and yeah. gone for a walk. You don't want the first time you do it to be on your <laughs> no, moose hunt. I'm, no. I'm telling you, there's yeah.
1: muscles you don't use. You don't use. Don't and, do. <laughs> you know, we were going to go do this like foreign hunt with these monstrous bulls. I mean, mm-hmm. they're, yeah. I mean, yeah, we don't have Yukon moose. No, in, in, in best Maine. of situations. And, you know, just to get physically ready for that, mentally ready for that. Yeah. You know, I wanted to be you know confident that I could go and process this animal, get it hung up in a tree because we're going to be there for we we're shooting two balls. Yeah. So me and one other guy are going to go out shoot these between you know twelve fifty to sixteen hundred pound animals, <laughs> cut, process, hang them in a tree, and hunt. Like, there's a lot to this. Oh, yeah.
0: No no roads. No, yeah. nothing, not, nothing. Nothing. No, You're no, out like there. You, yep. you, you are self-sufficient. No yep. driving the truck across mm, the clear yep. cut, using the winch on the rack to drag it yep. to the bed. No, None of that. It's just,
1: just brute force and ignorance yes. to do with the pull this off. <laughs> yes. So, um, we, you know, we have our preseason call with a guy. We actually ordered a couple more things to do. Our hunt. Yeah. We specifically, excuse me, specifically asked for a jet sled. Mm. Yeah. And he came up with like this weird Alaska version like this. It was only, I don't know, probably two feet wide by like three and a half feet long. It cost (laughs) us an extra $500 to get it to this spot. (laughs) But that sled saved us. Was the life. Oh, my God. It was a game changer. Yeah. So, like, we get all the stuff ready and, uh, you know, we're getting close to flying out. You know, we're all... Fired up and everything. you um, know, say our goodbyes, get bored in Bangor. Yeah. All of our gear. We got over all the gear stuff. We had our guns sighted in, um, just everything ready we could think of. And I spent the whole summer like going through gear lists, talking to you about mm-hmm. different equipment that we needed, what should I bring for like first aid kits, like random right. food stuff that we'd want. Right. Just yep. and Another sidebar about my life is um, I grew up in a very fishing-oriented household. Mm-hmm. I mean, commercial fishing, this was our life. Um, we never went camping. I never did any of that stuff. Mm, right. I mean, prior to this hunt, I've done, like, two camping trips in a tent with my, like, girlfriend in high school yeah, or something. Yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, So to get yeah. flown out and they're dropped off in the middle <clears throat> of nowhere with a hunting buddy, right? right? You, it's on your own, man. Yeah. yeah. And so I had, I had a little bit of anxiety going into it, <laughs> say the least.
0: No. <laughs> to, to your credit, though. I feel like I'd feel much better alone on land than in a boat
1: at sea. Yeah, i the opposite. <laughs> I, 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 like, so, like, I, I, had, I had a 300 uh, jet ski for a long time, the Sea-Doo yeah. GRX 300. And I would take that out of my bay and go out to the lighthouse that's at three miles offshore. Wow. And I'd just, like, be cool as cucumber about it. <laughs> just, I just, I'm so used to it. See, yeah, I right. think about what lies below. Yeah. <laughs> I've seen some spooky shit out there.
0: I bet. I'm sure. I can't yeah. even imagine. Whale, yeah.
1: Like whales or whatever. Whales and like, you know, we have to do another with yeah. podcast about this. I could go on this for days. Yeah, You know, I fish these deep canyons in the wintertime. Um, super deep. I'm talking like over 800 feet deep. And having these weird things come out of the side of the cliff face. That were like these long streaks on my bottom machine. Mm. That's an animal that swam mm. from that in 700 feet of water in the middle of winter, yep. and you're like, well, "What, what, what is, is that? <laughs> that? There's no feed for whales now this right, time yeah. of year, right, right? It's not whales. So and that is a creature that's there because mm. that it came out of a coral ledge that comes off that that cliff face." Like, what? <laughs> yeah. It's some spooky stuff. See, right? that's what I'm saying. <laughs> there is nothing under you when you're standing on land. Yeah. yeah. Uh, yes. That's what. But anyway, so <laughs> we get up, we get, you know, get to Bangor, get all of our gear. And I'm like, already, you know, I'm always thinking about what's going to go wrong. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, like, we get all of our bags lined up. And I'm like, well, hopefully our guns don't get lost. Um, this is a time we couldn't get ammo. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, I was so nervous. We're gonna lose one bag with one of the ammos, and we're gonna have to figure out how we're gonna get. Were you guys take what did you use for rifles? I use a 300 Winchester Mag. okay. And then Bryce bought is, I think he was a seven millimeter 08, okay. I think,
0: but you brought like this, I used to say, but like normal. Common cartridge rifles. Yeah. Because because, look, I was
1: looking at a 300 PRC. Yeah. I didn't buy it for that reason. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because if I get, into, if get need, in there yeah. and I'm like, where yeah. am I going to find That's this? Smart. At least most gas stations up there have basic ammo. Yeah. <laughs> you know,
0: every... Mm-hmm. Even dude, go at Herman. I pulled mm-hmm. in the other day. They had 270 and 30-06 your, ammunition. Remington yeah. Corlox sitting there. Yeah, they had 6.5 too. That, you know what? I actually think they did.
1: <laughs> I'll be honest. Just throwing a little, little something <laughs> in there.
0: I, I, I will say... I it's do everywhere. think they did It's, it's everywhere. everywhere It's everywhere I will say
1: mm-hmm.
0: Whatever like tongue so hard right now Whoever <laughs> decided that <laughs> is going to be a thing <laughs> Manufactured enough
1: ammo To make it a thing Great marketing Great, <laughs> marketing. Great marketing Excellent <laughs> Anyway So we get to We get to um, uh, Where were we uh, Seattle hmm Get off the first plane or a series of planes and we're getting boarding the one to Alaska. And I'm like, Oh, we're going to Alaska now. Everyone's wearing camo. Yeah. All hunters. The yeah. whole plane's full. Yeah. We're all talking, you know, stories of hunting at the bar, That's waiting to get on. And on the plane, we're all lined up, excited about the hunts that we're all going on. Landed Anchorage. Um, all of our stuff arrives. Wow. Nothing's, no. nothing's lost. Nothing stove up. I was really worried about our guns. Just yeah. all the... Well, mm-hmm. you've also never done it, right? Nothing flown, like that. Flown yeah. to hunt with a gun I'd or whatever? i flown to Texas a couple of times on okay, hugs, But it wasn't, you know, going on to all these different planes. Mm-hmm. It was right. just Jump a totally different... Bo- and I was so nervous about, you know, I damaged my scope. How am I going to get this fixed out here? You know, right. just the whole situation. So we get to Anchorage. We have one night in Anchorage. And we're going to go from there to a smaller airport that's going to shuttle us to a village called Shagaluk. And from that village, we meet the boat that's going to take us up the river. We had to go 200 miles into where we're get dropped off. And that's where we're going to hunt. Mm-hmm. So we get to that little airport where, you know, we're loading stuff on. It's a, it's, I would say a semi, it's like a Cape Air, okay. those kind of planes. It yeah, was, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. They, they weren't huge. I think they hit like five people. Yeah. And they were half full of cargo yeah. for the village, but it wasn't like a total bush plane. Yeah. Right. You weren't in like a cub. Yeah. yeah. We're in a cub. So. We uh, load up all the gear. We set our, you know our last you know phone calls to home, the whole thing. Yep. We load on with two other guys that are going to go with us. We we're going to meet this transporter. And then another, I think it's with, held six people because there was two other elders from the village that were coming back to the village to do some celebration or something. So there were six of us. Full, the plane was full. Get on. Um, the pilot starts up one side, you know, one engine. And he starts the other side. And it fills the cabin full of smoke. <laughs> He said, we gotta get off, we gotta get off. Y'all just you know disembark, We're lined up. I'm like, what the hell is happening? There's this kid that's working for the airline, holding a bucket underneath the wing, catching the fuel that's running out of the wing. Ooh. And he's ripping the cowlings off. He's opened up the engine, and you know they're like frantically taking stuff apart. And I guess an injector went bad, and something happened. Dumping anyway, fuel, dumping fuel everywhere. <laughs> Total mess. So they're scrambling. They got apart within like a half hour. They put it all together, and I'm on the phone with my fiance, like talking about what's going on. They touched that thing off. And a ball of flame roared down the side of that plane, right to the tail. Just a whole ball with all the fumes. (laughs) The kid is sitting there shaking, holding this bucket with jet fuel. And I'm sitting there like, the plane almost caught on fire. She's like, what? And the next thing I knew, the pilot was like waving us down. Yeah, we have to go. There's a storm coming. It's running. Let's go. (laughs) And I'm like, I look so at Bryce. you say your fiance. Yeah. So the, fl- the yeah. fireball <laughs> yeah. just came out of the plane yeah. and, and I'm about to get <laughs> on. Yeah. They're like, we have to go. And she's like, what? And I look at Bryce and I'm like, is this really happening? And he's like, if we, if we want to go, we got to do it. This is the last oh, part. Hey, you've got had- two motors. Yeah. You know, I, I read oh, hatchet. Oh. I'm good. You know, I, I, <laughs> I can pull this off. <laughs> I read Lost on a mountain. Yeah. Yeah. We're yeah. good. We're good. We're good. So, like, I say goodbye to my fiance, She's like, no, you're not. And I'm like, I got to go. Bye. She's like, love you. And board this plane, take off. Thank God we got out of there. If you've ever flown out of Anchorage, it's surrounded by these amazing mountains. Mm-hmm. So, like, once we got over and I'm like, well, we can coast out of here. We right. lose an engine. Like, I felt right. better. You know, we saw a couple moose on the flight over, land in the village. Everything's good. Seamless. Yeah. No problems. Knock on wood. Uh we meet this old guy in this like well they because the plane like dropped us off and like everyone just took off <laughs> we're like yeah. like the transporter wasn't there yet or something so we met this old guy in this truck that was like just hanging around we'd like give him fifty bucks to bring us to the river and we load all of our gear on and then that's what the transporter pulled in you know we say hey this is you know whatever we signed some paperwork and. <laughs> Here we go. We go. <laughs> and yeah. that's it. That's it. That was it. And, and, you're, roll- and you're heading to move. We're so heading up, up to, to go hunt this wow. in this you know area. So um, prior to all this, we had sat, well, not sat down, but talked with our transport about where we wanted to go. Okay. We'd done a little bit of research of, of this whole area. We were allowed to go with that permit. And we wanted to go up the Iditarod River. Um, and this led up. This is an offshoot of the Nowitna River. I believe that's how it is pronounced. And – up there, about 50 miles, there was a set of mountain ranges and big ponds. And supposedly, that's where the next like, world record was going to come out of. You'd, just, you'd heard this in your forums? You we were stuff. calling different um, wildlife biologists mm-hmm. and these different surveyor groups. And they're like, if you can get there, this is where you want to go. And just amazing quality because you can't land a plane there. Uh-huh. That was the that's whole the ticket. Yeah. The ponds were big enough to land in. The river was so swirly, you couldn't land a float plane in. Mm-hmm. You had to take a boat. And that's like 250 miles from anything. So, we talked to him. He was full of piss and vinegar, the transporter. He was like, hell yeah. (laughs) You want to do that, you crazy Mainers? Let's go. (laughs) So, so we load on. So, how long did you boat? So, we went from that village. We went 200 miles north. Um, The first two guys that were with us, the ones that were on that plane – um they were going to get dropped off at the main river. And supposedly this guy has been on this particular hunt a couple times, not with him personally, but with other groups. And he, hit, you know, this was um he was a pretty unique guy. Um he weighed probably 350, pushing 400 and not athletic. Mm-hmm. And him and this other guy were there and they were just, you know, they had a, a, an absolutely insane amount of gear. They brought two generators, you know, one for each person, two tents, two boats, two everything you could think of. Um and so he had a spot marked out supposedly to get him dropped off first. Then he was going to take us to where we wanted to go. Well, that ended up taking actually like two hours to find his little spot. And by then, we had been on this boat for eight hours going up this river. Haven't stopped. Like we we're humming up there. Um, You're pro- going
0: 200 miles in the boat.
1: In a boat. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, we're cruising at like 30 knots. But we're still, like, 200 miles, dude. It's going
0: to take 12 hours. Yeah.
1: Yeah, we were running. So we were, I think it was, like, eight hours with that guy in the boat. Something like that. Finally get him off. We keep on finding places that are really good spots. He's like, well, this isn't quite what I want. Like, it just, it was very frustrating. You know, we found these places that were actually, someone had hunted before, cleared it all out. Actually flat ground in Alaska. Like, level like, like,
0: <laughs> like a good quality yeah, campsite. Yeah, nice, like, like, like really yeah, like close the to the river like yeah. everything
1: you could want no i don't think this is right and anyway so we finally get him off the boat we're like throwing his gear off we're like <laughs> get out of here we want to go do our thing um as we're working our way north though um on this river system the banks get higher and higher and higher the water we start on the um iditarod river and it is completely flooded like 20 feet above where it's Ooh. supposed to be. Like the banks are now over, you know, totally under the next, you know, the marshland that's above those banks is under. It's just chaos, honestly. So we're going up it. we went up like 20 miles. And at this point it's probably, I don't know what time it is, but it's like an hour and a half before dark. And I'm looking around and I'm like, we can't camp here. There's no way we're going to, Hey, we're not going to get to where you want to do tonight. Cause we're going to run out of light. Mm-hmm. Um, and if we, if he just throw us off right here, we're not going to be able to hunt it. It's just all flooded. Right. So I'm talking with Bryce because he's pretty gung-ho about this spot. And then I talked to the transport. I'm like, what do you think? He's like, well, I'm going to have to make a decision for you because I'm not going to have the fuel because we ran around with this other guy for so long to get you where you want to go. So he's like, I can either throw you off here or I he said, I'll make a deal with you. So I will bring you, you know, back to the main river. And we'll find a moosey spot. We'll throw you on that. If you don't like it, and I'm coming back up here in three days, and I'll grab you. I'll have enough fuel. We'll get you up there. Mm-hmm. So, I'm like, well, you know, we have to get set up for a tent. We're going to sleep tonight. <laughs> so, let's just get back and let's we'll just, whatever. Let's do it. Okay. We'll just do okay. it. So, we get back to the main river. We're at, the other problem we ran into is that we had no maps for the main river system. All of our Onyx stuff was downloaded you for downloaded the downloaded everything. For every, where you were all going. the information that we had, like all the months of research, was for that other spot. So, so you're going to go I'm a, wildcat, yeah? In, and I'm, in a, I'm a planner. This is who I am. <laughs> yeah. So I'm like, yeah. like partly like, well, dude, bad. So we get back and like we're looking at the screen on this guy's like center console, looking at the area around, and I was like, well. You know, he's looking at this oxbow, I you know, you know, what an oxbow is, it's like an offshoot of a river that kind of swirls around and creates a big, almost like a big bowl. And he's like, that looks pretty moosey. The middle of the oxbow had a big marsh in it with a bunch of meadows. There's a ridgeline behind it, um, right off the main river system. So he could easily get back to us. And I'm like, well, it's good as any, I guess. I mean, what do I know? So we pull up into it and I jump off and I found a spot where there's two different like cliff faces you know it's pretty steep bank and one of them was closer to the river but it was high enough we didn't have to worry about flooding i'm like well that's a good like cooking setup area and then above that there was another flat we can actually get a tent down like well good enough threw all of our stuff off and i'm sure you're like i just want to sleep some. at this point yeah. i mean i, had, I, I just need to lay down, down <laughs> yeah. I eaten anything and like forever it feels like anyway threw all of our stuff off and I remember like this clear as day. We threw all the gear off and the guy's like, see ya, I gotta go. And we just watched him like <laughs> sail off and it watched that noise go away.
0: Uh-huh. It just got and how, quiet.
1: So quiet. Oh, it was like eerie. And, uh, but awesome. And I was like, we're, we're just, this is real, guys. This is it. This, this is, is it. <laughs> like, we're here in Alaska wow. doing a hunt for moose. Like, this is sick. But then my, uh, you know, my more planned brain kicks in and is like, yeah, you're in Alaska without a tent up. <laughs> and you got to get gear going here. Right. You're right. going to sleep outside. So, um I go into, all right, I'm going to deal with a tent and Bryce who is older than I am. is like a kid running around looking at sign <laughs> and like checking on stuff. And he's like, dude, I want to start calling. I'm like, we got to get a tent up, man. He's like, no, I'm going to do some calling. I want to look around. I'm like, whatever, yeah, get him fired up <laughs> yeah, for the yeah, morning. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm like, whatever, man. Like I want to get a tent up. So I go just above Bryce. And cause I can see him where he is on the edge of the riverbank. And so he does a beautiful cow call. Yeah. You know, does the whole thing. We're sitting there and Prior to this, I've actually never done a legit moose hunt. Right. Up in Maine. So I practice moose calls and stuff. I never heard a moose call back to anything. Okay. Besides what I've heard on like videos and stuff. Yeah. And I'm looking at him and I look out and we hear this smoking grunt right across the river from us. Like smoking, like the loudest. Yeah perfect sound. And he, he's been on like six moose hunts. He's like, that's the loudest moose grunt I've ever heard in my life. (laughs) And then all of a sudden we look over and we see the willows thrashing, Uh stuff going crazy.
0: The the second you're there, basically.
1: Basically. Yeah. The guy just drove off. It's quiet now. And this moose is responding to us right after that to my West down the river or the oxbow a little ways, the ridgeline, a wolf howls. Like super deep, like right out of a movie. Yeah. And it's just like, whoa, (laughs) we're not in Maine anymore. Yeah. So, you know, Bryce calms down enough to where we can get like some basic stuff set up and we go to bed all fired up (laughs) and ready to hit this thing going, you know, I'm like, well. You know, our game plan was we're going to get up in the morning, we'll finish the tent set up. Like, we had all of our gear still strewn everywhere. We had rented a blow-up raft, like a little boat thing with a little outboard, and we could get that set up, and just we'll start, like, scouting the area. Stay tuned, folks, while we
0: take a brief break for a word from our sponsors.
2: Eagle Lakes boarding camps have been around since the 1890s. The camps sit on a 23,000-acre state reserve, surrounded by forest, loaded with wildlife cabins are rustic bathroom shower full bar great food if it has to do with outdoors hiking biking camping hunting fishing we can do it all i can say is if you're looking to to get away eagle lake sporting camps has what you're looking for
0: to learn more about the eagle lake sporting camps please visit eagle and now let's get
1: back to the podcast and getting a game plan for where we're going to hunt. We had our little on or in-reach maps yep. on our little thing. Yep. And we were just going to go for it. And so, you had three days to hunt there. That was the plan. Yep. Mm-hmm. So, um, so we got you know, we got up in the morning and, you know, immediately run over to that spot where that bull, um, you know, Respond. talked to us, responded to us. Yeah. And did a bunch of calling and nothing. Nothing, nothing. And so, we worked around a little bit. And I'm like, well, it was raining. It was kind of a overcast day. Um, little windy. I'm like, well, let's just keep working this piece. Uh, we jumped back across the river there and we found some fresh sign. We kept calling and working our way down. We ended up working to this rigid, you know, this little set of ridges. And I'm like, well, let's we'll split up. Yep. I'll go through the middle and I can glass from here. So I'm going to go, you know, down the riverway. I'll glass across the river and around looking for sign or whatever. I'm not going to call though. And Bryce was going to work his way up and do the same thing, essentially. Just try to figure out the lay of the land. Mm-hmm. And uh, the deal was I was going to let Bryce shoot the first ball. Yep. Um, he'd done most of the legwork for this hunt. And I was honestly this there for the experience. Yeah, you know, yeah. if I shot something, sweet. Yeah. If I didn't, it's I'm cool with it. Um, I don't, so I'm just like, You know, still hunting, trying to remember all the stuff that, like, all my, you know, ancestors have taught me, I
2: guess. (laughs) You
1: know, like, like don't go too far. Go slow. Like, you know, we really looked the area over. And I might have gone, like, 200 yards from Bryce. And I'm looking down across the riverway. And I'm looking at this meadow. And there's just, like, this brown bush that's in the middle of this meadow. Mm -hmm. And I'm looking at it. And I've done enough taxidermy to know that's Fur. That is not a bush. But I'm like, I don't know what hair that is. It's like a blonde color. Like, what what is that? So I'm like looking at it, and you know, of course, you know, we're soaked and I'm like wiping off my binoculars, looking through, and I'm like, what the heck? So I keep like working down, I'm watching this thing, and I'm looking at it, and I of a sudden it like moves a little bit and a paddle comes out (laughs) of the grass. Just one paddle. And I'm like, that's a ball holy crap. I found a bedded bull <laughs> oh, wow. in our, there. an hour and a half into our first hunt in a random spot in Alaska. I'm like, oh crap. So I run back to Bryce. I'm like, Hey man, I found a bedded bull. Let's we'll go down. And, uh, so we get up to it and yeah, there's a bull there. But if you're a non-resident, mm-hmm. you have to shoot a bull over 50 inches yep. or four points on its brow. Okay. So that was that the, is the minimum. That was the law for your, for, for us. Yeah. yeah. And, mm-hmm. uh, Well, all we can see is the top of one paddle. Mm. That's it. So I was like, well, he is going to get up eventually. (laughs) So let's get set up on him and we'll wait. How far are you? At this point, we're like 300 yards-ish. Okay, so he's shootable. Yeah, good poke, but like set up I brought shooting sticks everything was set up to do a really good shot um we like hemmed and hawed we sat there for like 20 minutes and there was a bunch of brush in the way and the wind was picking up I was like geez let's work our way down and see if we can get rid of some yardage and get a clear shot work our way down another I don't know 75 yards we're still keeping eyes on him he's still bedded and uh so, we found a good spot. It was like 250, 220, something like that yardage. Very shootable. Yeah. Yep. With a, especially with a rest and relaxed yeah. shot. So, I give Bryce my shooting sticks. And he has a less than optimal scope okay. on that gun. Okay. Completely fogged up. Oh. So, he's sitting there ripping his shirt off, trying to find something dry <laughs> yeah. to wipe it off. Yeah. And uh, while this is happening, I have my, you know, I have like a 12 or a 3x12 or 3x15 um, like Leopold, yep. just super good setup. Like, yeah, I'm watching a it. quality I'm on, optic. I'm on this bull, and uh, he Bryce hits the barrel off the shooting sticks.
0: Mm. Ding, ding, ding. Ding.
1: <laughs> that bull in like half a second turned his head and stood up.
2: Ooh.
1: And I'm looking right at. He's looking right at me. I look at its brow and I count four points. And that's all I said. Bryce, four points, legal. Dump him, and he just rips his gun down, looks through the fog, fires a bullet off. Folds him up, smokes, <laughs> them, smokes oh him, feet up in the air, thrashing around. Like I'm like, holy Just dude, nailed, dude, dude nailed him. <laughs> like dude, it's this down, but you can hear the ball. It's not getting up, but it's it's making some noise. So I'm like running and roaring yeah. and the whole nine yards. Yeah, yeah, it's not happy. So I'm like, well, what I'll do is you stay on him in case he gets up again. And I'll go get the boat because we're obviously not going to swim across this river, right? Reload and just yeah, get ready. Stay. Just, just yeah. so yeah. I so I work my way back, and I Bryce had taken the boat a little bit away from where we like originally met up, and so I'm walking back and following his tracks, and I fall, go up to this hillside, and. I'm still like on a high that we just did this. Like what? Yeah. <laughs> first day, your first day. <laughs> like my first right moose on in my day. life. I spot and stalk. <laughs> I, and I just soul. Just <laughs> drive up to Alaska. Yeah. up To Alaska. Big, big deal. Smack one in two hours. <laughs> yeah. You know. You no, know, just wiping my shoulders off, right? <laughs> and I'm and I'm looking around and I notice that you know, of course, I also have to say this. It's. We nailed the foliage at this hunt. Oh, it was gorgeous. It was you – know, the whole hillside was yellow. It was oh, yeah. all, you know, yeah. the aspen leaves mm-hmm. and stuff. Yeah. And I'm looking at – and I, and I, when I look at this hill and I'm walking on it, there's no leaves on it. And I'm like, well, that's weird. Why? And I like catch myself. I'm looking up at the trees. I'm like, no, these trees are alive. Like there should be leaves here. And I just look around and I see these holes dug in the side of this hillside. They're dens. Mm. (laughs) And I was like, oh, my hair stood up at the back of my head. And I'm like, and these aren't little foxholes. Like these are, you know, I would say what, three and a half feet around, like big dens. And there's tracks around them.
0: Everywhere. Yeah.
1: So I walk with Bryce. I follow his tracks around and he sees this and he's jumping on these. You see where he jumped on the dens and ran around them. (laughs) And and, uh, I follow him and then a set of tracks comes out of a den on his track. And leaves. And, you know, I've never seen a wolf track up to this point. Dude, they're huge. And, and I'm like, that's not a coyote. I know that. Wow. And yeah, they're wow. on his tracks and he, and he walks off. And we'd always been told that the wolves up there are hunted so hard that if they smell you, they're gone. Yeah. So, I assumed, all right, the, there was one in that den. It was probably the one that howled because it was in the same direction as yeah. the night before. Yeah. And I'm like, well, he's gone. But So, I'm like, don't worry about it. Get to the boat. We got to deal with the moves. So, find the boat, grab Bryce, go across. And we end up hitting it high in the shoulder. It blew the shoulder out. It was still alive. So, we position Bryce. He takes an awesome heart shot, folds it up. Done. We got it. Awesome. Done. We did it. So, we celebrate, take a bunch of pictures, you know. And it's a it's a stellar ball. Um, it ended up being 57 inches wide. Yeah. Had, f- you know, full palms, four points on each side. Awesome bowl. Um, what I was looking at though, the top on the Yukons where it's daylight all the time in the summertime, they bleach out. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. And the whole top it's blonde. Wow. It was, you know, so that's, you know, we got to see the whole thing. It was sweet. So here comes the process. We're two guys, we're going to have to pack this bowl out. Yeah. and you get it to a spot to hang and, and you got to get that cape because yeah. it's not like you know you ma- ain't getting another one man you, you, you're I'm not going to get
0: first the size of it but like you're not going to get even if you wanted to supplement it with a main moose you'd never be pulled, the same it's the color yeah, it's not even close it's it's just never going to yeah. be like eastern canadian
1: moose they spend a lot of so time in the different. woods the they facial structure is different yeah. i mean there's a lot to it yeah so my job on this hunt i'm the taxidermist so obviously priority number one for me is to do the Cape stuff. So Bryce is doing I don't know, the hindquarters mm-hmm. and we, you know, we, we do the first cut, whatever, and I'm working on the Cape. So I have the outdoor edge knives yeah. and you know, they're awesome. Yeah. They're st- stupid, sharp, rugged. They're not going to break on you. And I'm working, you know, I cut my, do my cut between the ears. I'm working that Cape back through the top of like the hump area. I never seen hide so thick in my life. Yeah, It's wow. like a solid inch thick. The, on actual, this boat, the actual, the actual, actual meat of that hide. Wow. So I'm pulling it back and I'm, you know, the next thing that's going through my head is, you know, we were told in this area, there's a ton of grizzly bears right. and they know what a bullet is. They know what the sound of a bullet is and they will run to the sound of a bullet. Because that means food. And if Mm -hmm. they can get to it before you do, they got a free meal. So, I was like looking at the grass all around and like I'm kind of spooked out about the whole thing. I've never done stuff like that. So, I'm rushing.
0: I've never worried about predation. Yeah. Yeah. I mean,
1: that's that's, that's a a whole other game. The other thing too is the transporter who was a grizzly bear hunter had shown us photos of his hunters that were attacked. Mm. And like… You know, so that was fresh in my mind. Yeah, that
0: adds another level Yeah, right so
1: I'm like ripping through this hide and I'm going too fast. You're rushing, mm-hmm. yeah. I'm rushing and I slip and fall. Well, that Havilon knife or the outdoor Ardurag- edge goes off the antler. I'm holding it super tight in my hand. goes off the antler, off my shin bone, and into my leg. Oh. Stab yourself. Stab myself. And it goes in a good probably two and a half to three inches straight in puncture. And immediately my foot goes numb. Oh. And I freak out. I fall back and I'm like, Bryce, Bryce, I cut myself really bad. You know, I'm, I'm doing the, the PG version of what I said, uh-huh. but, yeah, and you know, I, I can imagine the color. Mm. Yeah. I just yeah. like, I completely like, you know, have an anxiety attack, not only because of what's happening, but like where we are, yeah, you're okay. um, we aren't getting help for two more days, no if, matter yeah, what, even best case scenario is going to take me two days to get out of here. Mm-hmm. So I was like, you know, he calmed me down. I was wearing hip boot or waiters actually. So yeah. he cuts my waders open around the cut. And he sees it. And I'm like, Yeah, it's it's bad, you know. But I you know I calmed myself down enough and I brought my first aid kit. That was one of the things I wanted to make sure was in our little skiff. Have to. <laughs> Got it out. Um, he poured the old iodine on Mm -hmm. it. Have you guys done that before? That scream! Oh, that was awesome. You kept making sure you were alive, and um, the pain of life—you feel good about it. (laughs) (laughs) It's gonna be good, man. You know, bite onto a piece, you know, a stick, and just take it. Then uh, I made sure I brought these um, butterfly stitches with zip ties. So basically it is you pull, you put two butterfly strips, um, strips on and there's zip ties in between and it pulls big lacerations together yeah. and holds it. So we got my leg dried off, put that on, wrap my leg up. And I sat there and just tried to like calm down. You know, I'd lost a lot of blood. You know, it was you know, pretty serious of a situation, I would say. And but same time, we had a moose down weird things that get done and there's no way i'm gonna get out of this so i just kind of calmed myself down just really
0: take your time yeah
1: and i was kept like popping jokes to bryce and like getting fired back up and i went back and i finished caping that ball out (laughs) and what else are you gonna do what are you gonna do do? like a like a lobster mint shit (laughs) just 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 put your nose down and go man and uh the feeling kind of came back into my heel my foot so i'm like all right i didn't like Cut off anything too bad. Yeah. You know, I nicked a nerve, but it's, yeah. it's going to be okay. And uh, so, I, we start finishing up the moose. We're actually lugging stuff back and forth through our little um, skiff. Yeah. We had found – that first place we actually jumped across the river, we found a big tree that fell over that was about four and a half, five feet tall. And we could – I'm like, well, we could hang off of that Mm. without having to do like a whole pole set up and whatever. So, we were doing trips back and forth. We put like – you know this um, skiff is only like six and a half or eight feet long. We're putting like these 150, 200 pounds. (laughs) It's like another person. Yeah. And just lugging it back and forth. And near the end, um, I I catch a glimpse of something across the river on that that hillside that I saw the dens at. And then this wolf howled. It's super deep. You know, just one just mean howl because he knows we had a you know bull and we were like joking whatever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Sorry about that. But you know, we didn't think nothing of it. So we just got our stuff together and the last load out, you know, we packed out the cape and the antlers and uh you know, bunch of pitchers, the whole nine yards. And- so at this
2: point, you got an injury.
1: Yep. I got an injury.
2: You have um, predators around you. Mm-hmm. Obviously. We
1: had definitely had wolves there. hundred percent. We figured there was going to be black bears or grizzlies yeah. right behind that gut pile somewhere at some point. Wow. Um, it taken us a while to get through that, but we'll, I've never done a, you know, a pack out yeah, yeah. of that size. i yeah. you know, I've, We've cut up bulls and deer before in our shop with wenches and (laughs) correct equipment. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah. proper, proper equipment. Not bleeding out of one leg, holding a knife and trying (laughs) to do this bull, and it was bigger than we've ever seen before. And this will come in later in the story. Yeah. So we get it all packed up. We're done. You know, the wolf howls. Blah blah blah. And we get finally get back to camp, and we're covered in blood and sweat and raining all day, and and uh, we have like this pitiful setup for cooking like like this like this tarp that's like cockeyed and just like one little stove in there and we cook up um some back straps i mean you know stupid warm and best tasting meat ever dude it was so good we hadn't eaten all day and just you know so i'm like all right this is good so the transporter messaged us the next morning he's like how was it he's like dude we're we already shot a ball like we're gonna stay here. Like if I can find one on day one, like right off the bat, yeah, we can find one in
0: thirteen days. No problem. We're
1: good. Um, another thing I was gonna say, I missed in my notes here. Um, while we're um, doing that bowl, we hear a plane, and it, it's doing a grid back and forth. And we were told that it's there's enough hunters in that area that it wouldn't be surprised if you saw a warden. Yep. So you know, be prepared to have your all your um, licensing. To provide mm-hmm. all your legal stuff. And I see this plane. I'm like, oh, probably a warden. Yeah, and it yeah. does a grid right over top of us. And I mean, that thing isn't, uh, it looks like it's 50 feet above you. Yeah, know? yeah, yeah. He turns right sideways, looks right at the bowl. He gives us a thumbs up. <laughs>
2: takes, right out the window. Yeah, yeah <laughs> thumbs up, right out the
1: window, it takes off, goes down. I'm like, well, if it's a warden, we're probably going to see him because he sees our tent site and yeah, stuff, yeah, obviously. Yeah. And uh yeah, we get up the next day and we're like, well, Lima, time to get you one, Mike. So we get out, get in the boat. We're going to go the other direction down the oxbow. Yeah. Now, is the leg fine? The my legs, leg? Yeah, it's my not leg bothering It's wrapped up and it's like, you know, it hurts but it's not bleeding anymore. And um, I had done some medical training at Maine Maritime Academy to become a shipboard doctor. Okay. So I knew the basic principles of, you know, keeping it dry, keeping it clean. And I was going to be diligent about not getting too sweaty, not um, take you know, your time. Take, take my take time. it easy. Every day, midday, I would take it out, go to the tent and dry my leg off yeah. and really keep it clean. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I had built myself up enough, like confidence wise, like, no, I can get through this. Just got to keep an eye on it. So the next day we roll around and I'm like, well, we're going to go the other direction of the river now and we're going down there and I see this thing across the river, like swimming across the river, this white thing, or it looked like antlers at that point. It was Mm -hmm. super far away. And we were just talking about if we saw a moose cross the river like, what do we do and whatever, like we're mid conversation. I look up and I'm like,
2: there it is. (laughs) (laughs)
1: There's a something in the river. So we're like, you know, Maxing out, this <laughs> out horse, <laughs> Trying to get there. <laughs> what is it? What is yeah. it? Yeah. What is it? And I'm like looking at like, bring up my by nose and I'm like, that's I don't know what it is. It's like it's not an it's not a moose, but I don't know. And I'm pulling up. And I see the white edge of a little raft, like a little tiny raft. And then I see three little like camo hats. And I'm like, oh, they're hunters. Okay. And we get up and what it was, it was the guy in the plane. And you know, hey, this is you know, we introduce ourselves and whatever. And he's like, Yeah, and um, I'm not going to give out names because I don't want to, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, that. But uh, he's like, yeah, I hunted this oxbow for the last 25 years. And, you know, I'm like, oh, I'm sorry. We're like in on your territory. He's like, no, I'm not meaning like that. Like you found a hellacious spot <laughs> for you just to wander in here. Yeah. You have know, all the things. Just to stumble. Just yeah, to stumble on it. it. And yeah. he's like, yeah, I've shot between two to, you know, three bulls in this exact spot every year for like 25 years. I'm like, wow, okay. And by then I see his, you know, what he has for gear. And he can only go like a mile from where he landed that plane. And I'm like, look, our outboard's bigger. um, We're younger. I said, we'll give you a good two mile radius around this spot. And this is yours. (laughs) We'll go back off. We're going to back off. We're going to go down the main river farther and we'll start, we'll give you a berth. And, um, you know, super cool guy. Um, It was a younger guy and two older and, you know, awesome, cool goose. So, this, we started really getting away from our area. And for the next six days, we hunt. Morning, noon, and night. Like, we hunt hard. The temperature starts to increase. It's like 55 to 60 during the day. Mm -hmm. And up there, that's like 100. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And nothing happened. No no bulls would respond to us. And we covered miles and miles and miles. To a point where we were going so far north and south, we ran into other hunters that were part of the, the transporter's crew. And they're like... He was talking to the main transporter and they're like, why are these maniacs way up here? <laughs> they're they're <laughs>
0: everywhere. In this yeah. little skiff. Like, we wouldn't even <laughs> we wouldn't leave even do our
1: dooryard with that. And we were going, like, 30 miles up this river system <laughs> in this little inflatable raft. That's <laughs> the fisherman <laughs> yeah, right there. Like, you're that's like, it. this is a river, yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. This, this is like the Atlantic Ocean. <laughs> yeah, right. No big deal. No big deal. <laughs> <laughs> so when we're having a good time. We're checking out other areas. We're meeting other hunters. Like, we're just living it up. We're yeah, having fun. Um, you know, we're not seeing the bulls. We actually saw one bull at one point cross the river. We try to do a setup on it. Doesn't work out. Um, they're just not responsive to calls. Yeah. So this is like, I want to say it's day six and we're tired at this point. Um, I've oh, been, it's a grind. Yeah, it's a yeah. grind. Um, You're hurt. I'm in a lot of pain at this point. It's, it's a different type of pain. It just hurt all the time. Mm-hmm. It wasn't like an infected, like a pulsing pain, but just it sucked. So, you know, we're not sleeping much, whatever. And I, So I'm dead asleep in my little cot and I'm going to paint a picture of what our tent setup looks like real quick. So it's up on the second little cliff face. It's a round tent that you walk up to the front of it and there's like a two foot walkway around the tent. The back side of the tent is lined with trees, but right below or right in front of our tent, it drops right off. So just picture that I'm sitting in my cot on the left side of the tent facing the river. You know, moon's up, whatever. And I woke to Bryce screaming bloody murder. Like like blood curdling. Yeah. Like, you Uh know, bad sounds. Middle of the night. Get out of here. Go. And I first thought, there's there's a bear here. Um, That morning, we actually brought the cape from a crossover to our camp to start flushing because it was so warm. I was afraid that it was going to spoil. So we were flushing it and salting it. Um, And the head was there and stuff. I'm like, the first thing went through my mind was there's a grizzly in in our tent. Mm. And I'm like, what is it? What is it? I'm looking for my gun to grab. And he's like, I heard a wolf. I'm like, what do you mean he heard a wolf? He's like, I heard like a biting sound, like a, you know, a chomping sound yeah. like a wolf would make or a, like a coyote. Is what do you thought it was? And I'm like, well, it was probably just like smelled the moose cape and ran off. So I'm like, well, whatever. It's, you know, they're not going to bother nothing.
2: Yeah.
1: So I'm leaning back and my caught my feet are, you know, in front of me. I'm looking up kind of toward that cliff face and I'm looking at the moonrise and just like taking it in I'm like a little shook up <laughs> yeah, just thing.
0: a little huh? yeah, and,
1: I, and Bryce is like you know I hear him like slightly snoring he's out I'm like looking around and I notice this shadow moving and I'm just like, I'm, like oh yeah the wind's I'm on the here. other side of the river no in front of me in front of the tent
0: between
1: really? Yeah, like right in front of me. There's a shadow there and, and like kind of moving around the front of the tent. And I'm like, yeah, the wind or whatever. And I'm like, you know, because I'm so tired. I'm not thinking clearly, yeah. obviously. And I'm looking at the trees and they're not moving. And I'm like, there's no wind. And I look at the shadow and the shadow's moving. <laughs> and I start yelling. <laughs> yeah. And what it was. And I watched that shadow move in front of me to hit my feet. And the way that moon was coming up in front of me, that means on that two-foot little walkway around that tent, Mm -hmm. something was standing there. And I was scrambling around trying to find a light to find my gun. And I was yelling. Bryce woke up. And he's like, what? I'm like, there was something in front of this. And we're yelling, whatever. And you can watch this thing just walk off, like right between all of our stuff, just wander off and howl. And it was the same super deep
2: uh-huh. That, that same, the same, same
1: wolf, wolf, this you know, the alpha male that yeah. came behind the other wolves that day. Well, we didn't sleep much <laughs> after that. Didn't bother anything. But just, just checking things just, out. Just you know, wanted to make sure we knew he was there. Wow. And uh He
0: wanted you to leave. Yeah, they, uh-huh. that was his
1: territory. And uh so you know, we got through the next night or something and just didn't sleep much after that. And uh take terms
0: now yeah, yeah. Take, yes. so
1: n- make a note like if i were to go back and do a similar hunt like that i want a shotgun in my tent yeah mm-hmm. um we had pistols and stuff but i after that <laughs> yeah. yeah and uh so yeah so we hunt the next day and we actually meet up with the transporter and this is a funny story uh we had ordered with our stuff our gear to be dropped off um a bottle of crown <laughs> and <laughs> nice. some good coffee yep that's what we wanted on this trip he didn't have it so the next set of hunters that flew in brought it and he brought it up oh, and gave it to us nice, on the river. Nice.
2: Yeah, yeah. Sweet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Dunkin' coffee
1: yeah. 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 And, a, and a bottle of whiskey. <laughs> yes. So, uh-huh. Sweets. We're talking to him and we're telling him like, you know, we haven't seen. Yeah. And like, what do we do in the situation? Um, you know, we're kind of river bound and whatever. I'm hurt. And he's like, well, um, they're feeding right now. They're working the river systems, looking for the fresh new whips. Um, for the willow whips and he said you know drift on this river and call and there's they're right there bedded they're just not you can't see them Mm -hmm. so and they'll stand up and then you see one then make an approach so we get out there and you know it's edge of dark we found some really good sign in a couple places so we start calling and drifting and i'm glassing looking around and uh i do a pass and look and i go back and i see this monstrosity of an animal <laughs> looking at me and it was arguably the biggest bull I've ever seen like on film and stuff it was probably mid-60s wow. I would say just monster fronts it reminded me of the big bull you guys shot this last year with mm-hmm. the huge paddles in the front
2: Yeah.
1: yeah. and bull, 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 bull. <laughs> and then and trying to be quiet we're in the middle of this river drifting floating, floating down <laughs> yeah. and I'm like he's like what do I do and I'm like well legally I mean we're not running an outboard so just stabilize the boat Right. Yeah. And then I can take a shot. So I'm
0: like, Right. You can be underpowered.
1: No, underpowered. So I'm like, just stabilize everything and use your paddle and just kind of like hold us here. And I feel comfortable. I was practicing with that gun for quite a while. I could mm-hmm. take that shot. And uh, so he's trying to do his best. And I bring the gun up and try to relax. And I, I can only see from mid shoulder up because oh, yeah. the grass was so tall. So I'm like, Well, I can see the bullseye. I can see the shot. And I touch it off. And that bowl is gone. Like it didn't. I didn't see it run. I didn't see nothing. It was just gone. So I'm obviously freaking out. I'm like, get Let's go. Let's go. Fire the outboard up. Let's go ashore <laughs> get over there. Get, yeah, yeah. Get there. And, uh, and I'm like, I think I hit it good. I mean, I felt confident. So I we get up on the bank, walk ashore, and uh, I looking around. I can't find it. I'm like, I know it was right here. Mm-hmm. There's no blood. There's tons of tracks. And I'm like, oh, what did I do? Like, did I miss that? What I, so it's at this point, it's probably like three in the afternoon or four in the afternoon. It's not dark by any means, but it's like that twilight. Of course, up there, it takes forever for the sun to set, right? Um, so we're like looking around, and then we walk by this big fir tree, and the whole side of it's covered in blood. It's sprayed up the whole side. Wow, And I'm like, there we go, hell yeah. No, I, I hit it good somewhere. Yeah, I was using uh, 220 grain, uh, the bullets you recommended. What are yeah. they? The oh, yeah. The, the, uh,
0: um, nozzle partition. No,
1: yep, nozzle partitions yeah. like I know it's a good bullet. Yep. And yep. Uh, so I mark so it you on my, smacked him. I smacked him. Mm-hmm. So I thought. <laughs> so I mark it, and for the next two to three hours, we track this bull in a straight line for about two miles, mile and a half, whatever, through some god awful stuff. Wow. Bogs and sloughs. And in the process, my leg gets wet. Mm-hmm. Key point. Um, near the end of that whole march through that, um, we actually found a couple places where the bull stopped, rolled its shoulder in the mud. Like yeah, you can see where to, like, oh yeah, and, and, it up. and then walked off. Yeah. So we marked the last blood that we found at this point. It's like, it goes from a good blood to like nothing, like yeah. a little smudge. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, uh, so we left and we actually met up with the guys that we first, um, saw on the river of the full plane. Mm -hmm. And we had befriended them because partway through this week, we actually had a big storm on the river and they couldn't get back upstream. They were stranded. Mm -hmm. We went by them and our outboard was bigger than their little tiny ref. Mm -hmm. So, we shuttled them back and forth and became buddies. And they actually got a moose, I think, on day four. And we brought over our bottle of whiskey and like celebrated, you know, had a good time with them. So like. I went up. We went to the tent site and you know, woke him up. I'm like, hey, this is what happened. Um, a, I need more iodine because mm-hmm. we're out. And um, he's going to fly out that next day. And I'm like, could you just fly over this spot? I marked it with a bag, like where we lost our blood. We, I'll show you the direction. Here's all my pins. Just do a grid for us real quick. Just to see. Just, you know, do our due diligence here. And, um, we told him the story, he's like, yeah, you probably hit it in no man's land between the hump and the shoulder and just, you nicked a little artery enough, not to kill it, but enough to leave some blood. So, you know, the plan was, you know, get through the night, go back fresh the next day. The younger hunter was going to help us. He jumped on with us in the morning, went up and we did a full grid, like two miles of just crisscrossing and, and, uh, didn't find him. So talked to the guy in the plane and he inured us back and he was like yeah i did a full grid and i can't find nothing i really think it's alive mm-hmm. so i'm like well at that point i'm like well i did my oh, i did my due diligence like yeah. i don't want this thing to suffer but i what are you going to do at this point so we go back we hunt the same area that night and uh we didn't see him or whatever and okay, you know cuz you're
0: thinking we can go hunt him yeah
1: maybe yeah. we'll see him again yeah. i don't know and uh mm-hmm. Um, so, we finished up that day, and the next morning, I, you know, this is the you know, like day and a half after that shot, um, I told Bryce, like, we're going to take the like the first morning part off. And I said, I want to, like, just relax and mm-hmm. just, like, kind of collect myself. And I'm sitting there, and I'm actually working on the cape. You know, I'm finished flushing the face and stuff, and uh, I feel this tingly feeling in the back of my calf, opposite of my cut. And I'm sitting there, and Bryce is sound asleep, and I'm just, like, pondering what we're going to do. And I, so I'd reach out to the um, transporter and I, you know, to get out of here, you have to you know, hook up with him. You know, he's to figure out his logistics to grab you, bring you back to the village, get a plane out of there to Anchorage and then from Anchorage home. Well, there's a lot of logistics you got to line up to get out of there. So I talked to him, I'm like, you know, what are the chances of getting out of here? What, What's the realistic, you know, Timeline. Uh, Yeah. yeah what do we have to do to do yeah. this? Cause I'm kind of getting out to a point where I'm not sure if I want to stay here. He's like, well. Is, this is the situation. There's a snowstorm coming in about three days.
2: <laughs>
1: and there's a plane currently in Shagaluk that's not chartered. If you want to pay the chartering fee, they will wait for us. And I can pick you up tonight. But you have to, we have to be out of here by like five o'clock, whatever. This is probably nine. So you're month. thinking
0: it's going to be days. And he said, I can be there in a few yeah.
1: hours. Or if you don't take it tonight, you're going to be here for probably five days at a minimum. Mm-hmm. And I was like, geez, I don't know. And, you know, part of me was because he actually talked to some hunters north of us, like, you know, four, I think it was like 50 or 60 miles. It's colder up there. <laughs> ruts on. Those guys are talking about, they're calling and these monster bulls are working down the banks. The whole, so, like, tipping You're of,
0: thinking in three days, it's, it's going to be prime insane.
1: Time. Ruts. But at the same time, I'm like, I've been here for eight days. My leg is starting to scare me.
2: Stay tuned, folks. While we take a brief break for a word from our sponsors. If you're looking for a world-class destination to go after big game or small game, look no further than OMM Outfitters. I'm Nathan Terrio with OMM Outfitters, and we encourage you to take a look at what we have to offer. Please visit our website at www.ommoutfitters.com and see what our professional staff has to offer and how we can create memories of a lifetime.
1: And now let's get back to the podcast. Um, you know, I've had an awesome experience. Maybe it's time to like call it good. So I pull the plug and wake up Bryce. I'm like, I did it, dude. I'm pulling the plug. Uh, let's get packed up. Yeah. Let's get out of here. So we meet up, you know, transporter comes. He actually is picking up another set of hunters. Um, these crazy guys from, uh, where it wasn't Michigan. Um, you know, up that way in, in you know, with a wicked accent. I'm trying yeah, to think yeah. of um, – you know what I'm talking yes, about. Yes. Very distinctive accent. Yes. Oh, yes. And uh they went in there two days before, shot two bulls in two days, packed them up, did their whole 10 sight and gone. Like <laughs> unbelievable. In 48 hours. In 48 yeah. hours. They were wow. there, two bulls, packed up, cut up, lugged out. Amazing. <laughs> They uh so we got them on the boat, we got all of our gear on the boat, we we're working down the river. We're so overloaded it's not even funny. <laughs> Take us forever to the point where we're not going to make it to the village um that night. There's no way. So we end up stopping halfway at the, like the transporters area where he has a big camp set up. So we we got there and you know, of course me and I Yeah, <clears> yeah. Super crazy. One of the other transporters that were there that works for the main guy um, brought his girlfriend to MDI to work at Jackson Lab. <laughs> oh, <that summer. laughs> there you
0: go. wow! Yeah, so yeah, yeah. It's like yeah it was crazy. Connect- yeah. I'm telling you, dude. Um, Maine, Maine is that, it's crazy. Maine is like a, yep, <sighs> dude. Went to Saskatchewan deer hunting. Right. Six <laughs> out of the ten guys in camp yeah. are from Maine. Yeah, exactly. I'm like, you got Where are the chances? Uh-huh. My dad's like, We just drove twenty four hundred miles to hang out in camp with someone who lives twenty minutes from me back home.
1: <laughs> right down the road. Right. I mean, literally. Just foolish. And I like, I could see MDI from my house. So it's like this right. Is crazy. <laughs> right. So you know, had a good time and you know, got up early the next morning, got all the gear, back on the boat, went up to Shagalog and uh this is when we start negotiating with the village so you know there it's funny um a lot of these villages really don't like out-of-state hunters even to a point where we offered to give them half our moose for free packaged, ready to roll and they said no they wanted you to fly it out at a dollar fifty a pound uh, they want the cash oh, of course mm-hmm. yeah. yep. so but yep. we had to negotiate with the pilots what we were allowed to do and this, it turns into this whole thing while well, in the meantime my leg is starting to really hurt like way worse than it did before and uh, so we figure out what we had what we had to do to make everybody happy get on the plane in the meantime I had messages the inreach or not the inreach the, um, the transporter's um, wife who's gonna pick me up because I have a first flight out of Anchorage just mm-hmm. pick me up go to their house take a shower get cleaned up Get ready to get out of there. Bryce, who had his moose, was going to stay for an extra day, process his bull, mm-hmm. and then fly out the next day. So I get back. and We finally land in Anchorage. So this is what? You know, like 36 hours after I made the initial – I Hold agreed to get out of here. I'm having a really hard time walking. No, no. And get to their house. I take a shower. And I have her look at my leg. She's like, yeah, this, is, this ain't good. Like you want to take care of that. So we you know, do what we can to like – of yeah. best we can, whatever. And it looks like a nasty cut at this point. You know, it's infected, but it doesn't look. And you know, I've seen some bad stuff on yeah. boats and stuff. And I'm like, I. It's painful, but it's, I just had to go to the hospital. They're going to give me some, you know, bad shots <laughs> and some horse pills. Yeah. I'm going to be fine. So you know, over you know, overnight flight, get in Anchorage. Oh, pardon me, from Anchorage to Bangor, uh, my fiance picks me up. And uh, when I landed in Anchorage, I called her. Because it's the first time I got the chance to talk to her really, besides Inery's messages. But you could check in through. Them. I'm okay. Yeah, yeah I, was, I never tell her about the stab, the wolves, <laughs> of none not. of that stuff. That's yeah, smart. greater details. Yeah, That's Just, smart. The, just Dude, the, I stabbed
0: myself cord in a
1: bowl this yeah. year? I did not tell Jeanie. Did not. Yeah. <laughs> okay, not. So I I call her from Anchorage and I was like, yeah, just so you know, there's some stuff that happened on this hunt and I got hurt, but I'm okay. I'm you know. I'm in Anchorage now. But you need to probably take me right to yeah, Bangor it, when yeah. I land. Plan on going to the hospital when I get home. Like literally <laughs> yeah. directly. Mm-hmm. So I get back and get all of our gear off the plane and all the stuff. And obviously meet up with my fiance and get the stuff in the truck. And she's like, what do you want to do? I'm like, I really want to go home and take all my gear. Off. I want to take another shower and I want to look at my leg again. Because I'm at this point, I was like thinking, well, I could just go to like the local clinic mm-hmm. in town and, you know, it'll be fine. I, I didn't have insurance at the time. So I was like, well, I can probably do with that and get away with it. So I go home and I noticed my, my socks felt funny and uh, I took my pants off and look at my leg and my calf muscle is the same size all the way down to my foot oh. is swelling at that point. That's bad. My skin around my cut has now pulled away
0: oh. and all the
1: hair had fallen out around that cut. And I'm like, that is really bad. So I just, I literally put my clothes back on, didn't take my shower. And I was like, we need to go to the hospital right now, like right now we go up there and uh, get in the ER, I'm like, you know, yeah, I got a hurt leg infection. And I'm at this point I'm wearing kind of like my fishing clothes, my lobster fishing clothes, you know, kind of ratty, kind of bait smelly. <laughs> and uh, so I get in there and they finally get me into the, the room with the doctor and he's giving me the skit about me being neglectful. And I'm like, what are you talking about? He's like, yeah, you're some fisherman. You probably got stabbed on the boat and you just didn't want to deal with it. Like, you're wasting my time and this is ignorant. Really? Yeah. He laid into me. And I was like, dude, I was in Alaska hunting. He was like, BS. You weren't up there. And my fiance is all like five feet tall. (laughs) unloads on this guy and he's he was in alaska he was like basically two you know thousand miles from anything and you know
0: just landed yeah (laughs) literally
1: like he's like here's the photos he's like oh my god you were in alaska Uh. And I'm like, yes. but we deal with my leg first? Yeah. <laughs> He's like,
2: show me the picture. Yeah. He's like interested.
1: And literally, for the next like six hours, I'm in this hospital. Like, they're doing all these tests, whatever. All these doctors circulating in wanting to know the Moosan. As <laughs> <laughs> my legs like propped yeah. up, they're like, draining fluid <laughs> out of it and stuff. <laughs>
2: yeah. oh,
1: God. You're going to be okay. With yeah. tel- but like, <laughs> you, know, you know, how is it? How, that was a big bowl and whatever. God. So, <laughs> you know. Take, you know, they bend me over, give me these awful shots. You know, yeah. that was like 10-gauge needles. Like right like, in your rear oh, end. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. and uh, But the doctor had pulled me. You know, later, after everything was kind of done, they gave me on this um, pill regiment and stuff. He's like, you have no idea how close you were to either losing your leg or dying. And I told him the story about flying out of here. He's like, yeah, if you would have stayed, my guess was by that following morning, um, if you were an extra day, you would have lost probably from your kneecap down. And he said, because that cut grazed your uh, leg bone, your shin bone. And he said, it was working its way into that bone. If it got in there, he said, you would have either lost that part of your leg or it would have killed you before you got into that village. He said, you were right there on death's door. You just didn't know it. So that was gnarly. Um, <laughs> took me like a week to be able to put boots back on because I'm a fisherman. Like, I, I w- my plan was to get off that plane and take those horse pill shots, and I'm going to haul. <laughs> I waited three days, tried it. Didn't work. <laughs> Puked yeah. my guts out because of all the medication I'm on. Like I, out I had, on the sea? Yeah. yeah I had yeah. to buy cut-off boots to, put, to slide on to keep my feet dry because I couldn't fit into my normal boots because my leg was so swollen. It was it was a disaster. But, you know, what a crazy experience. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And another sidebar. So I told Kenny, I said, dude, this story's insane. Yeah. Wait till you hear about his leg cut. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, all was good. You know, we got, you know, got the moose back. Um, I actually mounted that bull. That was the first bull moose I ever mounted in a, in a workshop later. Yeah. And this is a cool sidebar for that particular bull. Um, so the two guys that did this workshop with me were Doug Eck and Rick Crane, who are arguably some of the top taxidermists in North America. Okay. They've done, they have, um, Rick Crane has got work in, in the, uh, excuse me, the Smithsonian and other big pieces throughout the natural arts museums and around the world. Wow. Doug Eck has sculptures at the white house. Wow. Pretty legit, (laughs) pretty legit guys. Yeah. And I show them the Cape and what we're going to do with it. And they were both looking at each other. Like, this is nuts. And I'm like, what do you, what do you mean? This is nuts. Like it's a Cape. It's Yukon bowl. Right. And he's like, no, like, they both mounted hundreds of Yukons, you know, from some of the t- particularly Doug Eck has done some of like the, you know, some of the really big outfitters out in Yukon and yeah. Alaska, like yeah. you know the, the hunts that cost like a hundred grand to go on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. he does their moose. Yeah. yeah, he knows big balls, and he's like, you have one of the biggest capes I have ever seen. And I was like, well, what do you think is weighed? You know, we don't know. We know it was monstrous because we're lugging this things out. I'm dragging my You know, it felt it huge. He's like, yeah, it was probably close to 1,600 pounds. Yeah. Because wow. when we mounted that bowl, we bought the biggest mannequin you can buy, period. The biggest one they offer and had to make it bigger. It dropped the brisket, elongate the face, add more girth to the neck and still had wow. skin. We had to tuck and hide because we couldn't get rid of it. It was monstrous. Um, another thing that was cool about that bull, it had um, uh, claw marks in its hindquarters, ripped back, where a grizzly had tried to kill it at some point, And it healed over Ooh. and survived. Just so cool, man. <laughs> wow. Yeah. So, it was It was no, an awesome experience overall. I mean, to mount it, yeah. to see the whole process, yeah. you know, it was sweet. That's so,
2: awesome.
1: So, that was my DIY story of yeah. my first Woo. moose hunt. Dude, what a, <laughs> yeah. what a hunt. What an adventure.
2: Insane amazing yeah. wow so travel time you know if you were to break it down travel wise how long on a plane
1: from you know we're from Maine you came from Maine obviously mm-hmm. i mean it was the flight from bangor to anchorage took all day and of course you lose what four hours right. yeah do yeah. awesome. um the flight from anchorage to Shagaluk, i want to say it was two and a half to three hours it was a pretty good poke but of course wow. a, a slower plane yeah. right, right, right. Yeah, yeah. and then we were on that riverboat for at least eight to 12 hours by the time we got it all done oh yeah man. so it was a solid if we would have just a dead sprint it was 48 hour run but it ended up taking like two and a half days yeah, by the time yeah, we got yeah. all settled and everything wow each way um so that was a lot yeah, and that took a long time, and that's what I think. If I were to go back to Alaska, that'd be something I would strongly consider. Um, is, is your travel time, yeah. you know, mm. versus a drop like a, like one of the benefits of this particular hunt is you could bring anything you wanted. We right. had so much gear and so much stuff we didn't need, but we didn't know. Right. That I had that security mm. that we didn't matter about an extra twenty pounds of gear. Right. Yeah. Versus you do like a drop camp, um, you have like fifty pounds, and that's all you're going to have. It. Yep. So, you know, for my um, experience level, I wanted the extra gear. Looking back, though, I think I would have been better with less gear and just stayed more of a localized area. Yep. But still, it was an epic trip. And right. I and yeah. I wouldn't regret it for anything. You know, I still have my leg. You know, <laughs> yeah, you're still life's here. That's good. You tell it's, the story. Yeah, you know, I can still tell the story. <laughs> yeah. You know, I didn't get a big boost on my wall, but, yeah. like, you know, I got a cool scar. So. <laughs> yeah,
0: so. Well, I think it's, it's such an awesome wow. story. But, you know, it also brings, you know ideas because yeah i had a little knife slip this year it was nothing like that Mm -hmm. nothing but like i stabbed myself in my ankle right and that little scar right there but that went in maybe a half an inch and dude it nicked my achilles that's close to your achilles man so nicked it and i was like "Ah." yeah and i knew i did it Mm -hmm. and i just blew it off and it stabbed it right through my um my boot yeah and uh I was like, well, I'm fine. But then I could feel the, mm-hmm.
2: then, I could feel uh, the heat I mean, of
0: the blood uh, in my sock. And I'm like, and so I just kind of walked off to the side because I was fortunate. We had like
1: yeah. eight guys there. Yeah, it's, yeah, so yeah. I walked. Take a second. Not yeah. only that,
0: it was on land that we have permission to use an ATV. Oh, geez. So we were quartering the bull, but we were going to load these quarters mm. on this four wheeler yeah. and get no it full. out. <laughs> you know, like, yeah. it's just, dude, we sh- dude, we shoot this bull. And I called Nate. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I said, "Hey, we got a bull down," and he's like, "You want the Wheeler?" Yes. Even a
2: <laughs> question? Yeah. I'm like, "Yes." Yeah.
0: He goes, "I'm loading it right now. Yep. I'll see you mm. in, you know, whatever." Um, I walked around the Wheeler, and actually, one of our other guides had showed up to help, mm-hmm. and he had two hunters, his two hunters with him, and they wanted be a part of it and like yeah, see yeah, it. Yeah. They hadn't got one yet and they had never seen one quarter right. so. and they had a cow hunt. So they were coming partially to yep. learn the process learn. of quartering because they int- yeah. they intended on going on their mm-hmm. cow hunt in two weeks yeah. and doing that. And so they come in and one of them, because they were watching one of them was the only one who knew I did that. Mm-hmm. So I walk around the four wheeler because I'm just quietly going to go yeah. check this out.
1: I'm not going to make a big scene. Mm-hmm. This whole
0: thing, dude, he was awesome. He like follows me and he's like, "You just stabbed yourself, didn't you?" I'm like,
1: <laughs> "Yeah." So <laughs> dude, that I, pride a little bit right yeah. there. I was yes. like, yep.
0: "Yeah." So I was pulled my boot off and it was fine. He, he actually knew like some first aid stuff and we cleaned yeah. it and cleaned t- it was fine. Whatever, right but. Dude, I'm wondering, things we should wear over our legs. Yeah. Like, do they make like knife-proof?
1: Well, I mean, they make ones. Well, you got like, your chainsaw bibs, right? You, hey? you got bibs. You got like the ones for uh, snake bites. Whatever mm-hmm. those right. Things are, right? Snake chaps, yeah, right? And all that. Yeah. Like so. a, I'm wondering. It might be worth it. Should we create an OMM Outfitters, <laughs> a safety,
0: <laughs> a safety, <laughs> yeah. safety? Quartering chap, you know, we laugh, but think
1: about it. My thing is, like, you know, it's part of the process, too, is to, like, have a plan together when the moose gets down or any animal for that matter. You know, know the guys with the knives. Know where your knife is at all times. And, like, go through your process methodically. But also, you know, it's important to have someone to calm everybody down. Like, in that situation where I was in, I wish Bryce or we had if we had more help, it would have been great. But just be like, no, let's just focus. Like, it's going to be fine. Um, Or... I think it's even you hear that
0: situation. Like if you had a third person Mm -hmm. you should say, Hey, why don't you just stand there with the forty five seventy and look around. And just just have and and take turns. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Just just take the time to do it. And I think for us, um we were just so overwhelmed with the situation, and just it couldn't so believe. Fast. We just couldn't believe anything that just transpired like that. The fact right. that you know all the research we, we had done, the people we talked to, everyone had said, "You're never going to come up on one like that. You're never going to see wolves in Alaska like that. You're never going to do any of this stuff." And then everything single thing happened. <laughs> yeah. We actually met with that guy, um, the one with the float plane, and we told him about the wolves, and he was like, "I've been here forever." I've never even seen one in here, let alone had one in my camp. And he's like, they'll never come up to you. I'm like, BS. Yeah. <laughs> that yeah. happened. This one yeah. almost came in from yeah. near scratch. They wanted to come yeah. in and yeah, <laughs> yeah. wanted his belly rubbed. Oh, geez. Well, it comes down to expect the unexpected, right? right. Definitely. Mm-hmm. And I'm so glad I took the time to go through that first aid kit Dude. before I left and mm-hmm. had that, um, that little, I don't know. Zip tie butterfly but, but, thing, you know. So I think that's a first aid item I don't carry. Yeah,
0: yeah. We, I mean, we talk about a lot of stuff like tourniquets and stuff like that. That should be by little cuts, you know, something like that. Well, it's, speaking it's, of that <laughs> tourniquet, first aid stuff, we go through. Mm-hmm. We have a guy who uh, he guided with us two years ago. This year he had to take the year off work and stuff. He um, he was caving a face
2: mm-hmm. of a deer
0: of a deer. Oh god, I can see where this is going. Mm-hmm. And dude, he Ugh. he ended up slipping a knife into his artery. Cur- proto- I was it was at the from femoral femoral our artery? artery. Yeah. Dude, laced it. <sighs> Had to give himself a tourniquet. Yeah.
1: To Keep himself going mm-hmm.
0: literally. Yeah. And
1: so that's, eight, this, that's every six minutes that blood, all the blood in your body goes to that. Mm-hmm. Isn't that like that? Eight or <laughs> something minutes? like that. He did that long. He, he got himself just in time. Yeah. Similar to your story. Where,
0: yeah. But so, he had a couple more minutes and he would have been gone. So like Narcious. we go through this like somewhat monotonous thing every year at training mm-hmm. that if you've done it three times, it's easy yeah. to kind of no, roll your easy. eyes. Right, yeah, Dude, right. Never again. No. no. After yeah. I heard his story and like your story, it's like <laughs> never again. Yeah.
1: Nope, this is serious. Justin got me an awesome first aid kit right <laughs> for Christmas.
0: Yes, thank yeah. you.
1: <laughs> yeah. You don't think about that stuff. I mean, it just doesn't happen enough, or whatever. Thank God it doesn't. Right? Right. But when it happens to you, and I mean, again, Alaska is not that different from the North Maine well, Woods in the sense that some of your remoteness is—you know—you might not see someone for so long yeah. or yes, whatever. Okay. I mean, you might right. have road access, but no one might be on that road for another two weeks.
2: Mm-hmm. And, oh yeah. Yeah. You know
1: I mean, depending I mean, on your situation. I mean, if you're on a remote camp. <laughs>
0: hunt in zone four prime example that bull Justin shot I think we were 92 miles of log and road from pavement yeah so even if you have a horrible situation yeah if you can't life flight like, say it's bad weather that you're coming out in a vehicle, right? Mm-hmm. You have 92 miles to pavement, not mm-hmm. 92 miles to a city <laughs> yeah, and a major yeah, hospital. Right, yeah, Pave- pavement. Right, Pave- Quora, 92 quote. <laughs> miles yeah. to, like, the, the access road to Baxter State Park, right? And, mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, or to the north end of uh, 201 above <laughs> Jackman, right? Right. right. You, you don't, you're not. You're still a long like way from a Metropolitan anything. major ER hospital. Yeah. You know, so. Right. You know, I think it, just, it emphasizes being careful mm-hmm. because and why those skills are so important, because to your story, the person's life you may save may be your own. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just, you know, you always,
2: it's going to be you, your own. You always uh, talk
1: about. Treating someone. Right. And it could be you. And how, do, and how do you handle that situation? You know, I personally have a hard time with my own – seeing my own blood. Yeah. I've done – I've had some situation on the boats where I – you know, guys had gotten pretty hurt and I could patch them up and get them in and it was fine. But when I watched the blood running out of the side of my boot, um, I was – not yep. good. Yeah, I'm sure. So, yeah. You know, how do how do you calm yourself down in that situation? How do you like have a procedure in a sense, or just at least think through it if something were to happen? Yeah. What do you do in that situation? Bryce knew. All right, you know, first aid kit. Bang. Um, lay me down. I elevate my leg you know basic stuff yeah you're and gonna be okay you need to relax yeah just mm-hmm. focus on that oh, no. and it was huge Yep, yeah, just the yeah. basic stuff but it doesn't seem it when you're in the moment <laughs> like, try to stop Absolutely. sweating yeah. <laughs> okay. yeah just the whole thing <laughs> drink, drink some water relax yeah. focus on something else and
2: you know
1: get through it yeah. so yeah, yeah it was it was a wild trip, and I hope we get back there someday. That's like one of my dreams is to go get my Alaska ball. You know, yeah. right now I'm, you know, getting married in the spring, and I have another business I'm getting up and running, and you know, I have a little too many irons in the fire, but we'll get through it and hopefully yeah. get back someday. So,
0: yeah, that's the that's, great. that's the dream right there is, uh, and I love hearing these DIY haunts because there's a piece of me from a guiding perspective. It's like. I think Alaska is just like – or, you know, the Yukon or whatever.
1: Mm. It's like the ultimate challenge. Yeah, You know what I mean? Like that – It's going to – it tests all your skills. Mm. And, you know, to see something that remote, I think that's what got me. Mm Because even, you know, like we were saying before, like all the logging roads (laughs) up north or whatever. But you're still like – you still have people around. You still have, you know, connections to inReach. But with Great. this, I mean, yeah, I could send a message out. but No one's going to see you for a day right. at best. Right. Yeah. You know, and if you're in a drop camp with the only way plane, you may be there for a week. Yeah. Because of weather or more. Right. So what do you do in that situation? Yeah. Or you have, and you literally have 50 pounds of gear you're allowed to have. You know, can you use that gear to survive? Do I'm you sure. have enough? Yeah. Yeah. You know, that's, that's wow. pretty awesome. <laughs> and to see a seed country like that. Yeah, It's just, I don't know, it's, that in itself was a blessing yeah. to, to see just uncut wilderness. Yeah. You know, and there's no logging roads up there, man. It yeah. is. Just, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, you're out there. What little trees are cut down or killed by, you know, snow and beavers, that's like it. And a few hunters that have a chainsaw if they wanted to wander up in there, but that's it. That stuff has been there a long time. Wow. And, and it was cool to see, like we uh, went up one little river system or a little brook system and there was an old trapper's cabin in there. Yeah, and yeah. the stories at that mm-hmm. place. You just, you, you imagine it. Yeah. I, mean, I grew up watching the last Alaskans and yeah, all those yeah. shows. Oh, Dick Prennicky. Yeah, yeah. All that yeah. stuff. And it just, oh man, every guy wants to do that. Yeah. And you could see it. And oh, it was so cool. Yeah. Definitely cool. I gotta go. Yeah. You gotta do it. Add <laughs> to the list. I gotta go. It has to happen yep
0: well mike it, yeah. that was an epic tale <laughs> yeah that's awesome everyone's gonna love this sword. one for yeah. sure for yeah. sure Well, we're approaching the one and a half hour mark which is a record podcast length Woo-hoo! I figured we were getting close yeah <laughs> so it's, it's awesome yeah. that's awesome and so and i know you know i tell you it uh we're gonna have to get you back on here because i think i want to hear mike Sargent's the uh the stories of the deep <laughs> uh, we got a couple cool fishing crazy, stories the crazy yeah. things yeah. to see so that'd be cool to get on here so yeah. but uh awesome. mike kenny thank yeah. you for jumping on taking the time
1: yeah, hey. thanks chris happy, happy new year yeah happy to new you year. too and the listeners out there you know yeah here's to a good year
0: here's to a good yeah. year um and uh we hope you everyone enjoyed this bit of a shift <laughs> diy alaska moose hunt story I know certainly I enjoyed it. I'm going to look forward to actually listening back on this one. I don't normally do that, but this was pretty good. So anyway, to all our listeners out there, thank you for tuning in. Be well, be safe. And as always, God bless.